Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. Before we dive right in, a very quick tribute to the lead rapper DMX. Says, when I next observed the oppressions that take place under the sun, I saw the tears of the oppressed. They have no one to comfort them. Their opportunities will power, but they have no one to comfort them. So I declare that the dead who have already died are more fortunate than the living who are still alive. But happier than both are those who have never existed, who haven't witnessed the terrible things that happen under the sun. Ecclesiastes 4. That's the word. I mean, like, like, like. The best thing that we can hope for, the most important thing we can hope for, or pray for, or ask for, is that our desires coincide with God's will. That was a captured piece of DMX, the night rapper. May he rest in peace. Birth theme, Earl Simmons, passed away at the young age of 50 years old. That was a captured video of one of his IG lives sometime, oh, just about a year ago, approximately. And that audio, that, that piece just stayed with me. Uh, it's amazing, it, you know, just how strong his voice was and how well he executed his message regardless of his history, regardless of, you know, what anyone may say about him or think of him, he always had a word with him. He was a very faithful man to to the Bible and um, he preached, he preached hard and like him, no other. With that being said, this is a quick tribute to DMX, someone who I grew up with listening to his music such a great impact with such amazing stories to my childhood and to my youth and may his music and his word forever live on most importantly the topic of episode 58 part 2 which you are tuning into at this time does highlight addiction and it did come up to be a topic of conversation on this platform where we get comfortable being very uncomfortable as he was hospitalized of course since last week's episode to today he has passed away nevertheless we still want to be able to share this content with you myself and my guests angel sands from the marina and the line where we highlight personal stories where we highlight of course dmx but also just other public figures you know that have struggled with addiction our thoughts about it growing up around it and so without further ado once again, recipes DMX. He will live on forever. And for you guys, with an open mind, get very comfortable <laughs> to possibly be uncomfortable. It's a fair trigger warning. And enjoy the show. Um, it's a perfect segue to go into the second segment. Ready. Okay. Double or nothing. Trigger warning to what is going to be discussed in this to anyone who may feel some type of way about certain instances, certain scenarios. It's so funny. I jot down questions in my agenda. Anybody who knows me knows I send agendas and then sometimes I follow and sometimes it just goes Look, on its own world. My favorite part is like your sentence starters that you put in there then it's dot, dot, dot. Like, oh, Daisy's going to say this to herself. <laughs> <But> like, 
she knows it already people know how i do it i just i don't ever want to blindside people i want you to know that there's a good chance more shit is gonna come out of my mouth so i need you to know like how this is gonna go da 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 there's gonna be more coming um but i want to be fair on what this next segment is and it does have a lot to do with forgiveness Mm -hmm. and it has a lot to do with different opinions Mm -hmm. about a particular I don't want to call it a situation in my, it's an illness in my book. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I respect anyone who feels different. I do, but it is an illness in my book. So a double, a double or nothing. I want to talk about quit or cancel. Mm. It does shine light on the cancel culture still, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about quitting and not quitting in the sense that anybody has quit, like what they do. Um, as far as a profession, this is about public figures in a nutshell, but it's also about people, regular people, people like us, mm-hmm. people who we happen to know. Maybe, I don't know. Um, quitting addiction, quitting substance abuse. Yes. Uh, yes, this does highlight in recent events, but not something that we are strange to. We're able to see it on the news when it comes to celebrities and public figures, when we've had actors, actresses, singers, um succumb to overdoses Mm -hmm. and pass away or harm themselves because they have an addiction to substance abuse to actual drugs what have you just to notate the difference in that substance abuse sometimes can highlight to medications substance abuse to painkillers substance abuse to things like that and then there is you know your drugs your complete illegal drugs not talking about anything that is prescribed for example Mm -hmm. so i want to just notate that difference um for the purpose of this conversation okay in recent news and again not just independent to this rapper because he is one of my all-time favorite rappers dmx is currently hospitalized here in new york because after he has been clean for some time unfortunately he has fallen back into substance abuse he was found on an overdose may have had a heart attack so they say now there's reports that he made covid positive right um as of right now we just know he's like hanging on by a thread mm-hmm. right um but he's still hanging on historically we have people who have survived like demi lovato mm-hmm. and then we've had people who have not survived like mac miller mm-hmm. um lamar odin also <laughs> survived yes. um his overdose um, we see this all the time with celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. They, 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 the access that they may have to these things or just the environment that that world may sometimes be for some people may sometimes expose them to certain things, right? And sometimes the harm is onto themselves and sometimes there may be harm onto others, Absolutely. okay? I, I want to be transparent with this and the trigger warning comes into this. When we see sometimes some celebrities may cause harm onto other celebrities, be it that they have a relationship with them or maybe a professional relationship with them. And I'm going to throw in there just two key examples to this because it's something that I've seen in the last week or so about actions Mm -hmm. and forgiveness and who gets canceled and who doesn't. Right. right? Recently, there was a versus the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind and Fire. Yes. Amazing. Did you watch it? It was the best thing uh, ever. Amazing. I was in my Ron bag. Isley. Okay. Oof. I need to know why they dyed his hair black and kept that full white beard on his face. But outside of that, I thought the verses was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. There was a lot of controversy. There was controversy in real time in the comments because the Isley Brothers sang songs that, and I know I wasn't going to say his name, but I'm going to say it because it comes to this topic. Mm-hmm 
R. Kelly songs. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly songs that R. Kelly wrote. And as we know, R. Kelly is purely canceled in the culture mm-hmm. by many because of his actions and behaviors towards little girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is incarcerated. Yeah. Post versus and people having comments about this. There was more comments. And there was comments from people in these posts on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about, well, if you're going to cancel R. Kelly, you should cancel Chris Brown because he hit Rihanna, mm-hmm. who Angel would like to be called during sex. There it is. Because um, sex yes, is amazing, like Rihanna. <laughs> absolutely. And we felt it. I felt it when I saw what Chris Brown did to mm-hmm. her. Okay, I felt it. It was heartbreaking. You know, there was a lot of controversy, a lot of commentary as well. We forgive Chris Brown. He gets a pass. He hit Rihanna. You know, that constitutes him as a woman beater. How come we cannot just forgive R. Kelly for his actions? R. Kelly also suffered trauma. There have been reports that growing up as a child, he was abused. He was sexually abused. Mm -hmm. Like there's drugs that there was involvement with from his end also Mm -hmm. as as an older man. And there were certain things that he did do. And so... There was a lot of commentary on this controversy and it put me in a headspace to think, right? And I realized that with DMX's news about addiction, there are people, there are people commenting. There are people saying, well, you know, he's dumb. He keeps doing this to himself. It's all his fault. I don't feel bad for him. Those are comments that I read when Whitney Houston died mm-hmm. of an overdose. Those are comments that I've read about several artists that, cannot overcome an illness with addiction and they're judged Mm -hmm. they're judged stones are being thrown at their glass houses very transparently glass houses that we can see what's going on in their life right Mm -hmm. and it just put me in a headspace to think about forgiveness it put me in a headspace to think to your point we're not god to have to forgive people Mm -hmm. right we we cannot judge we're not supposed to right? right We can have opinions, but we're not supposed to. And it made me wonder for a second. For the record, I made the executive decision to cancel R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And he remains canceled in my book. Because I do not stand with harm against children. Right. Okay? But I don't know if the cancel culture should extend to the point where we have to hold other people accountable for their stand in certain situations or their opinions Mm -hmm. in certain situations of their abilities to forgive and forget or not and their ability to have forgiveness for someone because i do think that there's levels to this i do think there's levels to this Mm -hmm. i as a healthcare professional that's been my career for the last 14 years i see addiction as an illness and there are people who don't There are people who blame the person who is addicted and who just think that it's their choice to do this to themselves. I, I can speak from this personal experience of having a family member. I'm going to, my uncle, he still to this day suffers from intermittent drug addiction, if you will. Someone who very cognitively understands what this does to them, how it changes their behavior, how it impacts their health, how it hurts their parents, all of that. And I've also seen the same person cry out because they couldn't beat it. I've seen them go to Narcotics Anonymous. They came to visit one time a while ago and 
it was a really rough visit, right? You know, just mm -hmm. overall, it was a rough visit being around family again at such an intense level. And they were like, hey, can you take me to this? I found a Narcotics Anonymous place. I need to go right now because they were feeling that feeling like you want to, but sometimes you just have those weak moments. And when you don't have someone always with you, like the people who overcome this addiction the best are normally those who have the means to have someone with them 24-7. The self-control is one thing, right? We all suffer from self-control, but when you chemically imbalance your body, self-control is different. Just imagine you're starving for food and you will hardly, you don't even like tomatoes, but now you're gonna eat the tomato because you're just so hungry and your body is reacting for this particular substance in that way. So everything that you know to be reasonable and good, you're doing everything in your power to overcome and you're even crying out to God, but you still succumb because we're just mere flesh. It is, it is a horrible thing. And don't get me wrong, I've had some very horrible moments with my uncle some mm -hmm. very 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 horrible moments with him but then also seeing his journey and his life's mm -hmm. path because of this it gives me a sense of compassion from those who suffer from addiction i i do right. know that they know it harms them i do know that they know the right things to do but i also know what it's like when i'm super tired I, when I'm super tired, I don't talk to my daughter in the best tone sometimes. I don't react to my husband and respond to him in the way that I'm most proud of. I don't do the things that I want. So imagine that's just me being tired. I'm addicted to something. My body now believes it should have something that I'm no longer giving it. How out of whack could I behave in, under that circumstance? And as strong as I try to be, as much as I try to push through there's always this breaking moment unless I have something to support me and mm -hmm. if you're on drugs nine times out of ten you don't have the money for that unless you were already rich ahead of time right and right. a lot of people who are on drugs the majority of those who are on drugs they didn't have that they didn't even have mm -hmm. a mother and a father a lot of these people and they got put in mm -hmm. these situations sometimes by choice. Sometimes they were tricked into it. And sometimes mm -hmm. they were just trying to escape. And they imagined that this was going to be a way that they could overcome all the pain that they felt in their life, not realizing that they were opening up a door to a much greater pain, right? They're going to be the ones who could do it differently. We all have all these naiveties that we suffer from in many aspects. We all have crutches. Some of us eat too mm -hmm. much. Some of us work out too much. Some of us just lie a lot. You know, we all have these things and they don't show in the same way. So we're not judged in the same capacity. But because substance abuse is such a prevalent thing and it's easy to see, like, dang, his teeth are falling out. He's really skinny. He's stealing, right? You know, you know <laughs> yeah. what's yeah. happening with them. And then so we start looking at them like, don't you hate what you're doing? But instead, you know, I know that I've made this whole episode like really churchy and I'm very sorry, Daisy, but no, no, no. The whole entire idea is how are you going to tell somebody, look at this that's going on with you? And the Bible says, how can you tell somebody, hey, you have a speck in your eye, but really you have a whole plank, which is like a two by four in your own eye. It says, hey, first, 
Go get that plank out of your eye. Then come back and talk to that person about the speck in their eye. In your mind, you feel like you're better than that person. But have you really evaluated the way that you treat your children? Have you really evaluated the way that you respect your parents? Have you really evaluated the way that you are to others just on general? Do you treat people with respect? Get yourself together before you start talking about what someone else is doing poorly. Just pray for them. Just wish them well. That's mm. your responsibility. Your responsibility is not to say, well, this, this and that. Because just imagine it could one day be you. We're not immune to anything in this life. Anything could happen. You have money today. You may not have it tomorrow. It could one day be you. Thank you do not have yes. the right to turn your nose up at anybody under any circumstance. And I'm telling you, I haven't talked to my uncle in a long time. Well, there was a period of time that I didn't talk to him for a long time. Right now we're in a good space mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I was in that same thing. You're crazy. Look what you're doing. I have a new family. Mm -hmm. I have a new, I'm not going to let you around me while you're behaving like this. I'm embarrassed. Who mm -hmm. am I to mm -hmm. be embarrassed? Mm -hmm. Who am I? Who am I? Was I going to be the person who stuck by his side? Was I going to be someone who was going to take the extra effort to provide him with the means to really fight this thing? No. No, right. No. Was I going right. to call him every day to remind him that he was loved? No. Mm. Was I going to send mm. the text messages whenever I thought about it? Because that's probably God letting me know that he needs help and support at that time. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No, you're, you make perfect sense with that. And I appreciate your vulnerability and transparency on sharing that story. I feel that, and, and again, I, just so we don't lose this part, the reason why this is a topic of conversation and I brought up the triggering points of certain people in, in the light of publicity, um, because let's just face it, things just get exposed. <laughs> when you are a public figure, things get exposed. I'm not by no means saying, Oh, you know, this is why R. Kelly did this because mm -hmm. and it justifies. No, we, we have established where we stand with certain right. things, but we, I, we we cannot ignore how we got here. We cannot ignore how he got here. There's a lot of things that transpired to happen led to where he got. <laughs> Absolutely. To. OK, I forgot. there's a lot of things. I totally forgot we were talking about my mind keeps going back to DMX. No, yeah. no, no. But it's but it's OK. It's supposed to because. Um, and I'm, I'm going to bring up one more example that, again, might be triggering. But before I do, I, I'm going to have yet another raw moment. I do not expect to dish it all out, but I'm going to do it because it's I'm speaking with Angel. Angel someone who I absolutely love and I've created such a beautiful friendship with not just in podcasting, but even a personal friendship. And I feel comfortable sharing this in a little bit of more detail. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, from the divorce, I at 21 years old going through that. I thought my whole world was over becoming a single mom when that was not my plan. I got married in church. I get married, you know, <laughs> a whole wedding, the whole nine. And, and it was it was a harsh reality to face and to deal with. I had just gotten um, a procedure done. And I still had a bottle of painkillers. Um, and I started abusing those just to go to sleep so that I would start I would stop crying so that I would not have to deal with literally the pain of having to go through a divorce, realizing what my life has become, being a single mother. At that point, in, in being in such a dark space, I, and I have no shame in sharing this, and it's not my best moment, and I do love him to death. I forgot that I even had a toddler to take care of. Mm -hmm. I, I completely forgot 
it was it was it was such a dark space mm-hmm. that that didn't e- that wasn't even a factor for me to stop abusing mm-hmm. painkillers to put me to sleep to to put me in a state where I didn't have to feel anything mm-hmm. because it was just so physically and emotionally and mentally hurtful and draining to me okay and it did happen during a time of depression it was a huge piece of depression in my life that I had to tackle with therapy and so this is why I have no hesitation nor shame and I'm such an advocate in therapy and I am in therapy Mm -hmm. um and I know that I can always go back to that when I need it because of how much of a difference in 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 how it helped me yes in that moment of my darkest space and I cannot tell you that had I kept using that, I don't, I don't know where my life would have left. I don't know what I could have done to myself. I don't know what I could have done to my loved ones. I don't know what my future would have held had I continued on that path. Mm-hmm. But it can happen to anyone. Absolutely. And you can't just lose everything in the moment that it does happen. Right. And it just takes over your life. And it's not to justify any public figures or any one of our personal people or our personal experiences. But I've seen, I grew up in a neighborhood where it was the hood. Shout out to the hood I grew up with, okay? And I grew up in. My mom never let us like hang out outside, but we knew the neighbors. We knew the kids that were outside. We knew the families. And there was this one beautiful family. It was a, a husband and a wife and three kids. It became apparent to me that that their behaviors demonstrated that they had some form of substance abuse. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what it was. I never really saw them. Maybe it was the overall environment, not just within their home, but just even the outside too. Things got so bad between them. And it was by far one of the most hurtful and heartbreaking things I had seen. And I had witnessed because these were people that I genuinely loved. They were our neighbors. They were my neighbors. They were so good to us. They were so amazing. And it put me in a perspective to, as I grew as I grew older, to realize how many people were always so lovely to us, always so amazing, always so kind. Mm-hmm. They were our fam- they were our neighbors, family in a sense, yeah. right? And they were troubling and they were struggling with substance abuse. And and no matter what those addictions were, it didn't take away of how great they were to us, of how respectful they were to us, of how kind they right. were to us. You know, and it just put me in a headspace to just think to myself, you know, I think sometimes in these instances where we do see people, whether famous or not, struggling with this. Right. Right. You know, forgiveness is sometimes something we do need to explore a little mm-hmm. bit and, and, and just understand a little bit what someone's struggle might be, because we don't know what everybody is going through. We don't know why some people, by choice or not, may turn to mm-hmm. this. We don't know that. And it is heartbreaking and it is a shame that sometimes their actions lead into where we're able to turn around and call them monsters. And I'm going to say that word because that is exactly the word that was used. And and it is expressed when it comes to R. Kelly and his mm-hmm. actions. I'm not going to, you know, not mention this. I'm going to say it. The Tina documentary that recently came out on HBO Max yeah. um, of Tina Turner. And her story with Ike Turner. And Ike Turner also abused right. drugs and, and also in the public light. And he did horrible things to her. Mm-hmm. That woman suffered. And so for me, it's just like, I get it. I get it. I get it. We're very quick to the cancel culture. I get it. We're taking a stand. I get it. But is that really fixing a problem? Mm-hmm. Are we just waiting until people are exposed for us to just say, cancel, cancel, because they can't quit. You know, they're just still doing this dumb shit. They're doing it to themselves. They're doing it to the family. So it's just cancel mm-hmm. culture, right? 
But is that getting to the root of the problem? Why is it that we're still dealing with scenarios where even people in the public light, there were people who knew what R. Kelly was doing and nobody was doing anything about it. Right. And like, we're just enabling And none this. of those people we're, are we're canceled. And none of those people are canceled. Mm-hmm. And so I say that to say, I could see why some people feel the whole, well, why don't we cancel this one? Why don't mm-hmm. we cancel that one? Let's just be consistent all across the mm-hmm. board. Like, it's either we're going to forgive everybody or we're canceling mm-hmm. everybody. Like, I could see that. I could understand it. And I guess my calling to this is there's a story behind all of it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes understanding it can help us a little bit more yeah. on how we do have our opinions on things and our thoughts on mm-hmm. things and how we move forward with it. I mean, not that R. Kelly really gives a shit about what I think. I'm not saying right. that. Uh, it's, this is like kind of like interesting to me. Like there's this idea of the city of refuge. And that's where when you've mm. done something wrong, like you've murdered somebody, you've done something against society that is absolutely wrong and you deserve death really for what you've done like doing things to children you know why not off with his head or at least off with his Mm -hmm. penis you know something's Mm -hmm. gotta go but Mm -hmm. if you flee to this city of refuge and if you stay there for x amount of time you know you either stay long enough to pay off your debt or, you know, the person's family who has the right to vindicate the wrong that you've done, they pass away. Or, you know, there's all these different rules, right? Our ideas of what, you know, how you would pay your debt. The idea in this particular situation for me is R. Kelly is exactly where he is supposed to be, right? Which is in jail. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is in jail. And personally, for me, as long as he stays in jail, then he is getting his just due for the harm that he has caused to everyone. Now, mm-hmm. Ronald Isley, because R. Kelly wrote the song, right? Again. But Ronald Isley is the one that made it a hit. And because the person who wrote the song, now Ronald Isley has to say, I no longer want to receive revenue from this. Like, does that make him a good person? Not necessarily. Not We have all mm-hmm. these nuances for what makes someone cancelable or what makes them a good person or not a good person and again we're no longer looking at the small things we're so focused on these people who are outside of our grasp and reach right there i'm gonna presume that the majority of the folks who listen to this show make less than five hundred thousand dollars per year I'm going to presume, I'm going to assume that, Let's just presume. you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to assume that that's the level that we're all in. We all make less than $500,000 per year. These are people outside of our scope. Have you looked at your community? Like you said, Daisy, like you mentioned, your very neighbors, right? Yes. Your very neighbors. If you as a young person recognize that there was something going on, then that definitely meant that the adults in the community recognized that something was going on. What are we doing? No, we're Mm. too busy watching Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, R. Kelly, all these other people and all the random stuff. Chris Brown. Why? Because you listen to their music because they because they make music that suddenly impacts their character, who they are. Well, since you're a public figure that that makes a good person good. No talent doesn't make you a good person. None of Mm. those things Mm. matter. Again, you're look. This is Gaz's favorite thing to say to me. You're worried about the wrong things. I've heard him say that. 
I heard him. I have. For the record. Let the record show. I've heard him say that to to Angel several times. Worried about the wrong things. We're worried about the wrong things. Like, I believe. Now, if R. Kelly was not in jail and he was still out here and everybody is going to R. Kelly concerts and being wild and crazy, okay, I understand. Be enraged. Somebody keeps on giving him their $45 to go see him sing at a club because he can't get a stadium, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. That's one thing. But the man is in jail. The man is in mm-hmm. jail. And right. somebody, somebody who put their art and their effort into making something successful still deserves to celebrate that part of their legacy. It has nothing to do with R. Kelly's behavior. Now, if if we discover, right, that Ronald Isley was an enabler of this, like, and it's kind of hard, like, you know, they were working together a lot, like maybe he did know, I don't know, he has his little pimp persona, right? But these are all assumptions. These are all assumptions. So let's let's just say that this man was just working with him. He still has the right to honor his own personal legacy because I'm sure there's other people who wrote songs for him who did a whole bunch of other bad stuff too. So is he Mm. not allowed to sing his catalog because of all the sins that are included? I don't know. Right. I I don't know. And, And these are just my opinions. Like my father, if my, if I learned that my father had done something bad, but he taught me a good lesson. Can I not share that good lesson with you, Daisy? Because now I've learned that my father actually was a horrible man. He was a serial killer. And now the good things that he told me, does it cancel that? I hear you. I believe that my father should go to jail, right? I believe that he should be under bars. And if he got the electric chair, what am I going to say? Well, daddy, you shouldn't have been killing everybody out there. That's it. But that doesn't mean that that cancels out Everything. everything, everything. Right. And he needs to pay his dues to society for what he's done. R. Kelly needs to pay his due, pay his due to society for what he's done. And he hasn't gone to trial yet. So I hope that he doesn't get time served. Because I think right now it's just like, hey, sit back <laughs> and, and calm down and yeah. recognize that what you were doing was wrong. Because I don't, he doesn't even realize that what he did was wrong, it seems. But then, or even right. Chris Brown, right? He paid his dues to society. And since right. then... And since then, he has not engaged in that same behavior from what we know, right? In fact, he flirts with Rihanna sometimes in her comments. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So he, this is the thing. If you can allow someone to be redeemed, what's going to happen when it's time for you to be redeemed? When you need redemption... What's going to happen if we create this one strike you're out society? What's going to happen? Because it's getting more and more and more minuscule, the actions. Now, this whole racketeer of sex slaves and stuff like that, that's one thing. But we're not just canceling for that. These are the big things you're talking about, Daisy. We're canceling for even small things. Someone says something off kilter. Like, I, oh, my gosh, I was so angry with this young lady. What was her? Oh, my gosh. The yellow bone is what he wants or something. I can't. Not with yeah, Danny. Like, right. I, w- I heard the song. I was like, this child is crazy. I can't believe yeah. that she sang a song that's perpetuating colorism. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Everyone's canceled. Never listen to her again. No, no, no. Because you know what? I know one day I'm going to come out here. I'm going to say something wild. And it's going to come up <laughs> from a place of miseducation and ignorance. 
It mm-hmm. is. It's going to mm-hmm. come a place because guess what? We all don't know everything. We all don't pay attention. We're not all fully in our self-aware. We're not all culturally um, sound. We're going to make a mistake. And I don't want to be canceled after the first thing that I've done. I would like the opportunity yeah. to show that I could do better. Now she comes out with another song that says something Blonde is what he needs. Yeah, no, no. You know what? Oh, Be no. canceled, ma'am. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, now we definitely canceling you. <laughs> you know, but all I'm trying to say is we all deserve redemption. Because if not, mm-hmm. then just go ahead. The whole world, put the whole world in the trash. Because we're all trash. Yeah. We're all trash. Yeah. Now, some things no. are greater than others. Again, the harm against children, that is like one of the toughest things in my gut for me to even sit here when I pray. And I'm like, God, how do you forgive child molesters? Like they they, they can't have a place. They can't have a place in your kingdom, period, point blank. But who am I to say, you know, what you do? But I know that I I thank you for giving me free will. I have the opportunity to not associate myself with them. I was the hugest R. Kelly fan, and it took me a long time, a long time to stop listening to his music. I mean, a long time. And right now I'm probably like a crackhead that I still sometimes crave to hear a little body's calling. I'm not going to lie about yeah. this. Yeah, if we're, if we're going to be raw with it, it was very difficult for me to make that decision and delete his music because of certain things it was it was very, very hard, hard. It was my I mean, childhood it, there's no right? other way yeah and yeah. so with all that yeah. it, it is very hard but that doesn't again forgiveness doesn't remove the consequence all of those young women that he hurt i can't sit here and stomach that and be like well it wasn't my daughter like that is who that is a horrible position to take But Mm -hmm. I can't anyone else who's adjacent to him, who got a song written by him or this, that, like, I cannot cancel them for their particular stances on the situation. I can't, all of that stuff is wrong for me to do. Mm -hmm. It's wrong for me to Mm -hmm. cancel. And if Lady Gaga would have kept him on her song, it would have been wrong for me to be like, well, Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga, you're canceled. You can't do that because you never know how you might be adjacently connected to something and you weren't Mm -hmm. privy to it. And now the whole world is assuming that you're an enabler, that you're a co-conspirator and you weren't any of those things. And now you're getting canceled and it wasn't even your fault. And now you have to come out and speak about things you only half know about. Right. 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 And none of that is fair. The world isn't fair, but we should try to behave fairly. We should try to treat others the way we want to be treated. So everyone should have the opportunity to speak their position. Agreed. Agreed. And that's, I think, why I really wanted to discuss this, too, in in this whole light of gaslighting, forgiveness. And, you know, I get it. Like, it's not that we don't get it. We we get it. We, we get it 100%. But I, I do want to be fair and also see how some people can separate the artist from the human being. Mm-hmm. Some people can see why Isley Brothers did absolutely nothing wrong in singing mm-hmm. the songs that they made legendary songs. Um, Why some people are forgiven and some are not. Why some are canceled mm-hmm. and some are not. Like, it's not it's not that we don't get it. It's just I think it, it serves a purpose to be able to discuss mm-hmm. the levels to cancel culture and the levels to where we are able to understand the bigger mm-hmm. picture. You know, 
you mentioned compassion and I want to add to that another piece to that, that sometimes we do have to sit back and put into perspective a little bit. And it's not to say that we are here saying, oh, but you know, let's give them a pass. Mm -mm. No, there's just, there's just a great piece of understanding things that really put so much into perspective when we are deciding, well, how, how do I stand in this situation? And then that's it. But in addition to compassion, um, just to put it out there and maybe you guys can definitely, you know, look into it in, in your own soul search in your own, um, for your own purpose and your own motives when you're dealing with people and when you're dealing with situations, whether it be of manipulation like gaslighting or whether it be of any type that you are at, at the point of, well, do I forgive and forget or do I never forgive mm -hmm. or, or what do I do? Um, but there's also sympathy and empathy. And those are two components that not a lot of people know how to differentiate, mm -hmm. nor do they know how to identify each one. And there is a difference. And I'm not going to go into it on this, um, but let me repeat it. Sympathy and empathy, if you guys want to look it up, feel free to do so, because it could definitely put a lot more into perspective in these type of scenarios. And then this new societal culture of canceling people, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether they are in the public light or even in our own personal space. I mean, if I'm going to keep it all the way raw, I do take it that when I choose to go cold turkey on a person, that is my method of mm -hmm. canceling. I will repeat it a million times. It's not my best course of action. I've tried and I will continue to try to reassess my actions on how mm -hmm. I behave towards someone after they've done something right. to me um, or towards me because it's not always my best moments. And, and, and I think it's worth being able to reassess right. those things. Look, if some people need to be removed from your life, because if you keep them in your life, it's going to cause you to be a terrible person, truly, mm. because mm -hmm. you are going to consistently see them emulating behaviors that they cannot change because it's part of their core character. And until they address it, it's not going to. So you have to remove them until they start showing you different. And you can see like, you know, we if you have 2020 vision, you can see pretty far away so they can stay a mm -hmm. pretty good distance away from you. And you start to recognize that their value system is changing. That doesn't mean that mm -hmm. you don't. Because, again, like even back to the definition that you read at the very beginning, it is not holding resentment and vengeance mm -hmm. in your heart. It didn't, there was no other action that was required for forgiveness mm -hmm. except Absolutely. for no resentment and no vengeance. And if we yep. keep that, that in part. mind, it doesn't matter if we don't welcome them back into our home because the last time that they were here, they harmed our child, they stole from us, they did all these things. That yeah. is totally fine. Mm -hmm. But as long because resent yeah. to me, resentment and vengeance harbor hate, which leads to other yeah. poor decisions and bad behavior. Because when you're operating in that space, again, you that's a dark element and and light has to try to pierce through that. You got to let it go so that the light can shine through. And that I'm not really Oof. good at forgiving. I'm not. I talk about it a lot. I talk about mm -hmm. forgiveness a lot. Forgiveness is very, very, very important to me, but it has not been, it's really been a very recent journey in my life. And that's one reason why it's very important to me. I have to forgive some very core people in my life. My uncle, mm -hmm. um, my mm -hmm. parents, my mm -hmm. husband, and the mm -hmm. most important person, the person who we haven't talked about here today, 
we've talked about it in in jest we've but truly myself i I knew that was coming myself (laughs) i sin against myself all the time every time i doubt myself every time i don't reach for the star i knew i should have reached for every time i turn a blind ear to the little voice inside of me every time i don't honor my body with exercise right and i know i need to or whatever all those things (laughs) i am sinning against myself i'm sinning against myself when i don't cultivate love the way I need love, when I don't inspire myself, when I skip my affirmations, when I do all of these things, I'm harming myself. And a lot of times I know it seems very selfish when we focus on ourselves, that shines through. When you go into a particular space, it is hard for people. It is hard for the goodness in you agitates their demons. They can't take it. Mm -hmm. And you will notice in certain spaces when you come in, people leave. When you are focusing mm-hmm. on yourself and you are trying your best to be the best you can be when people are out there lying and you think that they're stabbing your back, they're trying to keep their foot on your neck, but your whole entire time, you're just working on building you, building your character, building how you can minister, building on planting good seeds so you can reap good fruit. All that, what time do you have to worry about what Ronald Isley saying on the verses? <laughs> you don't have any time for that. We don't got you time don't have for that. Any time. No. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yep. You're too busy that. That's right. working on building a better you to be in a place mm-hmm. where you could be on versus if that's what you want to do. Right. To build your platform. Because right. everybody doesn't want to be famous. I know I don't want to be famous. I want to be rich it's very badly. I want to be rich and I don't care who judges me for that. But I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be on the stage. I don't want everyone to know my name. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is that you want, you might just want to have a family. If you spend all your time on Instagram watching everybody else putting in couple goals, relationship goals, this and that, what are you doing to build your family? You're sitting up here coveting what someone else has, and it's going to end up being a whole Derek Jackson situation. Stop Ooh, not the Derek. watching not the Derek. other people <laughs> and start working on finding your joy, finding your goodness in the mm-hmm. people who actually impact your life, the people in your workspace, the people in your home, your extended family, the people you have chosen as your friends. Work on that group and stop worrying about things mm. that are outside your grasp because that isn't going to impact your life. What impacts your life mm. is what you put your day is not given any type of credit for how much you benefited in that day, what you reaped from Mm. that day. Your day is judged off of how much you've planted, how much you've given, how much you have sowed in that day. Were you good? Were you honest? Were you truthful? Did you rest? Did you love? All those things, right? Did you do those things? Yeah. If you didn't yeah. do those things, then why are you worried about somebody else? You need, you're still not doing the stuff you're supposed to do. I heard that. That's a whole word right there. And you know what? It is true what you said. We are the most important person. We are supposed to learn and be able to provide that forgiveness mm-hmm. to as well. Because we 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 are who sins on ourselves the most. <laughs> Absolutely. You you've been you've been y'all, att- know, y'all know I be on some you've shit. You've been attacking yourself this whole episode. <laughs> 
the whole damn episode. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm always gonna be. Listen, if it's gonna be somebody who's gonna do it, might as mm-hmm. well be me. Because there's no saying how I'm gonna react if one of y'all feels ballsy enough to come and do it to me. Like, don't get it twisted. I only, only me. I could be judgy with mm-hmm. myself. I said this many, many episodes ago. I could be judgy with myself, but at the same token, it's like it's one thing to recognize it, and it's another what I do after right. that. Right. Right. Um. And I appreciate that perspective on that. I absolutely do. Thank you for that. Um. For the record, because I just made this executive decision just now, y'all are tuning in to part two at right. this point because we're definitely <laughs> dividing this up into two parts. going to beat like, my ASS. No, he doesn't have to. It's okay. We're dividing this into two parts. You guys are going to enjoy both. <laughs> um, But no, because I'm not canceling. I'm, I'm not canceling none of this conversation. Y'all going to learn today. Okay. <laughs> um a whole word on that and thank you for that um i i just i I know this is probably triggering to people so there goes the warning on that but i just feel it was conversations that needed to be had and i feel that it goes along with many of us and our self-growth and our self-awareness and our journeys into becoming better people and stronger Mm -hmm. people for ourselves Mm -hmm. for ourselves and i do think there is room and space to be able to have these raw discussions this is raw talk all the way shit that people don't you know they they Mm tiptoe around a lot of these topics they don't they because god forbid we touch it and oh the things that might unleash no be, be raw about it talk about it and address it address it with yourself mm-hmm. address it with the people that matter the most to you um we're growing up this is part of yes, growth we have yes. to we have to i i have to hold myself accountable on that too i sometimes try and avoid conversations because i'm just not as much as i'm a g i'm sometimes mm-hmm. not ready to face certain right. things but but we should it's part of our growth it's part of becoming just mm-hmm. better people oh um that's one other thing about forgiveness and forgiving other people. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Do you know that you really, really, really like forgiveness is for you, but you don't really need to tell the person like it's healthy for you to do so. But unless that person comes to you and says, oh, Daisy, I'm so sorry that I've done these things to you. And can you please forgive me? You say, you know, yes, I forgive you. But if you cancel this person right and they don't even and they just mm-hmm. keep moving on do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. you don't need to seek them out and be like i forgive you oh i know no, i'm just saying like so that's another thing though like some people will be like oh well i canceled them so now i need to go no you don't you can like you can say i forgive you for right where you stand I forgive so-and-so right. for what they've done. I am free of that. I will no longer bring that into my new relationships. I am free mm-hmm. of all that stuff. And when I see them, I wish them well from wherever they are. They don't, you don't have to say, cause some people that's, some people are really literal. Like, you know, you don't, oh, you yeah. don't have to be like, I forgive you, Tommy, for the forgiveness Not to work. Tommy. <laughs> Who's I don't Tommy? know. First Brianna, then Bob, now Tommy. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> They're all our new friends. Like my daughter told me she was in her room singing. And I was like, who are you in here singing to? She said, all of my friends. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, 
I had imaginary friends for mm-hmm. sure. I definitely did. I think podcasting was in my bloodline. <laughs> like since I, I grew like as a child, like I used to talk to people. Like I've been looking around here, like I have an audience. I don't. Um, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, this this is the whole vibe here. Um, for the record, because I I have no shame, and at this point, I've just been admitting plenty of my faults. So why not throw one more in there? Um, y'all know what Angel said, like. You just never know when it's going to be you. And like, you don't have to tell someone when you forgave them. So as comical as this may be, it's definitely something very truthful that happened to me. You guys know my story by this point that if you've caught up to all episodes, you guys know my story with the Greek. (laughs) Okay. The Greek was someone who it just started as a very lusty type of casual relationship. And then it turned out he had a whole family and a whole partner. Right. And my confession is obviously like I I continued on with the relationship because it was hard to get out of it at that point for me. I I was already into deep and it's not my proudest moment. It is what it is. But I have a confession on that, too. Um, I was very hurt. And and some of y'all going to laugh, but don't. Because I totally canceled. You're going to laugh, but don't. Y'all going to laugh, but don't. (laughs) I totally canceled Alicia Keys when I heard she was all up on Swiss Beats and he was still married. I was like, oh, hell no, she a homewrecker. Like, she just broke my heart. She makes songs for women. And here she is sabotaging a marriage. Oh, my God. Like, I was upset with her. I was refusing to forgive her. I stopped listening to her music. By listening to, by stop listening to her music, I meant to stop listening to her CDs because I was back in the CD era. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. um... <laughs> So and, like I was, I, I if, was you if you didn't break page. up then you didn't mean it like <laughs> like like I was done with her and then as I was like poor Mashanda my girl Mashanda oh my god like I was just so upset I was so because I was actually during the time more or less of when I was going through my mm-hmm. own shit right and then guess what the fuck happened I ended up in a situation where the tables yeah. turned you know, and I didn't mean it. It was not a plot. It was not my plan. It it, it happened. Right. It happened. And that was one of my early experiences of how, shit, you should really not just be canceling people here, Daisy. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> well, you just fucking, what is it? Um, put my own right. foot in my mouth like, at that point. <laughs> like, <Me too>. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was a Daisy the delight. It was. That's what we said. <laughs> That's a delight. Out here, out, <laughs> out here breaking up homes, destroy the Daisy the destroyer. Like <laughs> Daisy the destroyer. Oh, not that. You oh, know, the destroyer is supposed to be your husband's name, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. To be my husband's yeah, we didn't mean that. So we didn't mean can. that destroyer. We're no. still waiting for you. We're looking for you. Yes, that's gonna be my future husband. I'm going to name him the destroyer yes. because that's my bad. Shout out yeah. to Amon, right? <laughs> if you're listening, Amon, you know, shout out to you because uh, you know I never forgot that episode with the destroyers. Yes, you with right. the destroyer. Yes. All right, so that's my raw moment. Um, I know you know Alicia. Polly's like she didn't need me to say I forgive you I'm pretty sure she didn't hear me either but um I did forgive her eventually (laughs) can I secretly say I I don't really believe that Alicia Keys violated their marriage I don't I don't think so and so with that being said like I yeah I'm just gonna leave it there you know what yeah you can hate me if you want to but I don't think that she did I don't really like Alicia Keys that much you know, I feel like she screams mm-hmm. more than she sings. That's my personal opinion. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But still, regardless, I felt in my heart that she 
didn't violate their marriage and that people are upset sometimes and they like to spend things Mm -hmm. so that um, they can get things in their favor. We as women know how Mm -hmm, to speak mm -hmm. with clever words and word associations to paint pictures of the mind that don't Mm -hmm. actually exist. Yes, I use a lot of words mm-hmm. to say something that I could have said much simpler, but it was fun. Thanks, guys. Right. Yeah, yeah. It makes you think. Go back 15 seconds and listen to what she just said all over again because it may, it's going to make some of y'all think a little bit. Like, wait, what she said? Let's go back. Um, I want to add to that, too. Um, this is why, uh, and, and I, and I want to say this, I agree with you 1,000%. The years taught me to reassess that situation mm-hmm. and to realize that it was not Alicia's fault entirely. <laughs> um, <laughs> entirely. Listen, I'm going to say entirely. I'm going to say entirely. But I will say this. Um, this is why you don't blame it on the woman and you hold your partner there accountable and you hold your spouse accountable because as much as I love Swiss, okay, He's smooth with it. And I, I, I think it, 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 yeah, a little bit smooth. Uh, I don't know. Just a little I, bit. I think he's you know? like one of the weirdest looking men. That's probably another reason why I think that Alicia Keys wasn't bothering him. Because like when I look at Swiss Beats, I don't say, whoo, attract. I'm probably attracted to anybody but my husband. Let me stop. So I need to just be quiet. I'm done. She said anybody but Like I really husband. do. Oh, I find right. it hard. Like even like when I first met Gaza, I wasn't like, whoo. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like some people will be like, your husband's fine. I'm like, I'm I'm looking to pimp him out. What are we talking about? Like, you know, like Oh my God. She's got when she says she's building an empire and a family business, <laughs> that's, that's what exactly she meant. What I meant. Roll your <laughs> hips, boy. Show what you're what you Put on those gray sweats. Come downstairs. They want to look at you. Hey, listen, all it takes is, listen, you might be, you might be starting a whole business there. All it takes look, is that print and look, that's it. You're going to, you, they're going to have the line Gaza up. Gaza can get an OnlyFans. I don't care. Can I spend the money? I you. Can I spend the money? Look, Gaza can yes, have another Steve wife will. if I get to collect her check. Oh, ooh, ooh, if that wasn't raw and spicy. If I can ooh. collect her check, he can have a whole wife. So these are the rules. I get my own room. You have to make appointments to come and visit me in my uh, room. Oh. And I okay. manage all of the money. She speaks from HR perspective. <laughs> she's screening the policies right. and the rules. Look, and she and has management. to do all the chores. We're not hiring a maid. You work full time and you clean it. She has a yeah. dual role. And hopefully she has you a dual still role. have energy for sexual activities afterwards because there's certain things that are solely your responsibility and you better do them with expertise. At that point, is she your apprentice or your assistant? She's my... <laughs> what she, is she? She is... I was about to call her. I don't want to call her that because that's just too aggressive. But um, she definitely is beneath me. Oh, <laughs> No, no, I know what you mean. You mean experience wise. It's like her resume no. has to build up. Is no, that what we're I talking mean, about? Oh no, she's, she's really beneath, beneath you. <laughs> My throne I'm is on the be- hill and hers is in the valley. She is beneath me. Y'all was trying. 
I was trying so hard just now to keep it very professional. She was like, nah, fuck HR. Throw out the handbook and the policy. She's beneath me. She, she's nowhere like, near me. Call me the, she's like, the crown I'm is the here. CEO of this thing, and she's just barely a supervisor. Like, no, like. I can't. She's a li- what is it? She's a liaison. <laughs> no, like, you know, actually, no. She's an employee. You know. Oh. Not, okay. No, she's All a right. temp. Well, you know, she ain't earned. No, look. Yeah, she's a temp. Like she's from the you staffing know, agency, always... and we will go ahead and make sure she don't get no benefits, right? Because when you're a temporary employee, you right. don't get they no don't benefits. Get benefits. I was no. just gonna say, Mm-mm. but you still got to pay taxes though. This... Hence, giving me the check. Right. So there you go. You yeah. get a cut because yeah. this is a let me stop. Right Look, okay. and now everyone forgive me for talking wild. <laughs> Do not cancel me. <laughs> she said she's gonna need to be forgiven because she's I gonna said, say some wild shit I spoke, Look, Don't I spoke into my own life. We talked about that too. Like everything is coming at you. We talked about karma. It's coming on around on me. Like being on double dose yeah. of raw talk was the end. Right before I'm putting out my oh. wholesome Christian show, someone's gonna be like, "Yeah, she was on Daisy's show." And, she was talking yeah. all this yeah, and they're gonna say she doesn't love god she who is she to be spreading god's word like this who are you i can't oh y'all so gonna love this double dose on this week's episode <laughs> this is a gem. Like, oh, but this is so good yeah. but just remember oh, all you know what all have sinned god, god god's is gonna be mad at you but, and me at this point i've been waiting for him to open the door i keep like the door is kind of open. He gonna storm in here like, what, man, you done? No. Look, <laughs> look truly, I better go because I don't know when people are going to hear this particular episode, but I should spend the last 40 minutes of my anniversary with him. Okay, yeah, you are. So we're going to close out on the overdose because this episode is airing tomorrow. <laughs> um. <laughs> By the time you guys get this, you've already heard part one. (laughs) (laughs) So the overdose is my closing part. Um, The guests can also share what they have an overdose with. No pun intended on that because we just talked about DMX and so many celebrities. I apologize, guys. Not at all insensitive. But it's where we talk about, you know, it's a quick raw rant on something that either pissed us off or had us in a whole vibe. And I actually want to talk about a whole vibe I was in. And I want to just give a quick shout out and recognition to the verses of mm-hmm. the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind and Fire. I got in my bag. I was so emotional for one thing and one thing only, guys. And this might be me preaching a little bit too much, but I don't really care because this is what we came with, with a whole word here. So just take it. Um, Shout out to my fifth grade teacher, Miss Morgan. When I graduated, when I graduated, I was t- 10 years old, graduated fifth grade. She needed help cleaning up the classroom. And she knew some of us thought we was grown and we didn't want to stay home. So she said, if your parents want to bring it, y'all can help me take down all this shit in this class. And so I made Achado take me to school every day during the <laughs> summer so I could still hang out with my friends, hang out with my teacher. And we helped her like pack up the stuff, clean up the classroom and whatnot. Right. Because we were grown. <laughs> we were grown kids going to junior high school. And Miss Morgan used to play all those songs that entire summer <laughs> and she used to tell us you guys are gonna learn real music this is what we used to dance this is what i used to dance to waking up on a saturday morning my mama used to play this my daddy used to play this and that is how young i was when i first learned 
this music when I first was exposed to it and experienced it. And it was a, such a sweet memory to me to take me all the way back to that. I, I have not been able to find her. I've definitely searched for her. I've connected with a few like junior high school teachers. But wherever she is, if by the grace of God, this episode ever gets to her ears, huh, God bless you, because I learned music that summer when I was 10 years old, and I was able to relive all those emotions this past weekend with the That's verses. pretty too. That's my whole vibe. Yes, my yes. whole vibe would have been kicking Steve Harvey in the teeth and getting him off that stage. He's good on my nerves. I'm done. His suit was oh, nice. Oh, well, though. you want me to tell you what wasn't nice? The guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire still getting his weave bundles from the beauty supply instead of getting them from the Indian Remy lady. And I didn't understand. I took a screenshot. I said, why is this man's hair piecing apart like this? And then I heard that he got his hair done by a white man. And I said, why is a white man doing your weave, sir? Like, you know, he's probably 85, so I should leave him alone. I missed that social media post. I didn't post it. I just took a screenshot and I actually I, I changed it to my PTR on Clubhouse and I was talking crap. And I'm done. You was talking shit. <laughs> was I'm going to send mess. you the picture because it I, don't do that. That was it, it was embarrassing to me. It was embarrassing to the whole culture that that man's hair was like that. All right, let me stop. Mm. What mm, about, mm, I guess obviously that must have been a rant of mine. about. <laughs> It was a little rant. It was. Do you want, if you don't have anything else to share on an overdose here, mm-hmm. ma'am, that's okay. But you did have a little rant just now about Steve Harvey. And, and the so we, right. And so we heard you. I do you feel a little better? I, I do. I, I feel much better. Okay. I feel much better. Okay. And I'll send you, if you want to, when this episode airs, if you want to share that picture so that the world can know that this is why we don't buy, you know, Zuri beauty supply hair anymore i I don't mind sharing it i will you know i will as a black woman who wears weaves sometimes i know that this man could afford to pay the 350 dollars and got some real hair he did not need the 65 dollars hair that come in the box at the beauty supply what is it just don't make no sense. It probably wasn't even 100% human hair the way it was looking. And sticking together in clumps like Angel, this. Angel was focused. She was so focused. Mm. And on Do that you remember? Note, guys. We don't, like, I remember when <laughs> weaves were done well. I do remember that. Oh, my God. Y'all got her. All, they got you all the way messed up. Um, would you like to tell my listeners? On that note, where they could find you, where they could listen to you, because there was a whole purpose of this forgiveness chat. And it is. Oh my gosh. Don't cancel me. Um, <laughs> I do have a podcast that is coming out later this month. We don't, I don't know how close to this episode, whenever this episode airs. It's airing this week. Not this part, right? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna put a. I'm gonna do it back. I'm doing it back. Oh well. Back, well okay then, guys. So they later on this month. Later on this month. Guess is gonna beat me up. Anyway, so later on this month, hopefully, or worst case scenario, first week in May, we have a new podcast coming. A new podcast coming out called The Forgiven, and it is Bible scandals being retold in a more modern setting focusing on forgiveness in a cancel culture. So we have found the most salacious, the most scandalous, the most abhorrent Bible stories. And we are 
retelling them in today's language, right? And then it is accompanied by the actual scripture reading in the Good News Translation. We will have many sermonettes. We also have well, Gaza and I are going to recap our journey of going through this whole forgiveness project. On Fridays, we have forgiveness stories from people and Daisy is featured as one of the stories that we'll be sharing on a forgiveness Friday. Then on Saturday, we have affirmations. On Sunday, we have gospel music as well as a Bible verse about forgiveness. So it is seven days a week for seven weeks so a total of 49 episodes for a forgiveness experience we are very excited about it because we think it is very fitting of this time for us to really explore how forgiveness actually helps us as a people and forgiveness breeds compassion it breeds tolerance it breeds love it breeds honesty it breeds the ability to admit when you're wrong so that is accountability if i believe that you'll forgive me and you won't cancel me i'm more likely to admit what i've done and to try to learn from it because i'm so happy to be in the grace of your forgiveness mm -hmm. don't steal the opportunity of redemption for yourself by not forgiving someone else because like we talked about here with karma, if we don't forgive, how can we expect when it's our turn to be forgiven? Right. If we can't right. do it, why would we think someone would do it for us? Where, why are we better than the next man? We're not. So let's explore what that means because if God uses some of the murderers, killers, cheaters, adulterers, quote unquote, fornicators, all the things that we talk poorly about, right? That we shouldn't do, or, you know, the Christian world is pointing their fingers saying, look at you, look at you, look. Uh -uh. God forgives for all of that. And regardless of what man says what, you too can be forgiven. The same way I wanna be forgiven. The same way I wanna be loved. I'm gonna try to love, yeah. I'm gonna try to forgive. I'm not gonna be perfect at it. I'm gonna make mistakes because I have bias. The same way that we all do. We all have unconscious bias, which also speaks to why we forgive some things and why we cancel others. But if we mm -hmm. take the time to understand where we're coming from in those spaces, it's going to help us on our forgiveness journey. So I hope that you guys will join us. I hope that you guys will help us learn as you learn and give us your feedback so that we can continue to grow and expand this whole forgiveness project. And then always, if you want to be ratchet with us, come to Mermaid and the Lion. <laughs> I knew she was going to turn that twist in there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Tune into both podcasts. Um, you guys should know by now. I'm a fan. She's not, look, Daisy, if, if I was above, what was that marker that I gave the $500,000 mark? Daisy would be a full-time uh -huh. employee. She needs to stop playing. So let's talk about Mermaid the Lion season three, where Daisy yes. has written a total of three episodes, three full-blown episodes for the series that were freaking right. phenomenal. So, um, yeah, and I still have some work from Daisy that hasn't yet aired that we were supposed mm -hmm. to be doing like a special on, which we never mm -hmm. got to, which is also going to be included. So theoretically, you could say for mm -mm, no, she if mm -mm, Daisy's not a fan. She's a part. She's a part of the movement. Mm -hmm. And she means everything to us. We love you, Daisy. We love what you contribute. We love your artistic flair. We love your thoughts. And so many people said that their favorite episode is episode number five. They especially love the sex scene. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I'm going to have to link that episode so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And don't judge me, all right? Keep your comments to yourself. <laughs> Just call me Rihanna. Call her Beyonce. Call her Beyonce. She Diane Carroll. She Earth the Kit. Oh, that was the name I forgot. She Earth the Kit. <laughs> she ain't got no panties on. <laughs> I'm done. I'm so weak. Oh my god. Oh my oh, this is killing me. Oh, this was such a good laugh. Y'all, you don't want to miss this. You guys already know. Go to the show notes. You guys will see the links where to follow these shows. Follow Angel. Go support. You have time to start catching up to the Mermaid and the Lion so you don't get surprised by season three when it airs. And stay tuned for the Forgiven Podcast. As always, Angel, it's always a pleasure. To always, be to always. Thank you. On a microphone with Thank you. you for your love and support and just being consistently there for us. Thank you, Daisy. You're oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, only, okay, thanks. <laughs> but I say, okay, thanks. Because if I say no, stop it. She's going to text me and be like, you better embrace my compliment. Oh, yeah. For and sure. cut your shit. For <laughs> sure. Right now, the only text she's earned is that messed up weave, but it could get aggressive if necessary. <laughs> it can get aggressive. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been yet another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast. I am your host, Miss D, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.